Back from the brink, I'm Todd Brinker. It is Tuesday, the 9th of February, 2021. And we're here. We're here. We're still here. Imagine that. Hmm. Welcome to year two of COVID. Technically year three, because it is called COVID-19. So we got all through 2020. I mean, you know, the U.S. didn't really shut down till March. And we're almost there. We're in February. So we're in our 12th month. Yeah. Yeah, who knew? You know, as a swim coach, I remember walking off the deck on that Wednesday in mid-March going, hmm, see you guys in a week or two. Yeah, who knew? Who knew? Crazy times, crazy times. So we were talking about the amazing song, Louie Louie, which has been around since 1955, uh, written by Richard Berry. And uh, it was the B-side to his single, uh, You Are My Sunshine, and released in April of 1957 uh, on the the, the Flip label. And uh, so, yeah, 1957. Apparently he wrote it in 1955 and then released it in 1957. Um, The 1963 version of it was the biggest hit version of it done by the Kingsman. I have a playlist that I put together that's just nothing but people's versions of Louie Louie, and it is insanely fun to listen to, although you those who aren't into it, you could you want to drive somebody crazy. Play Louie Louie 27 times by 20 excuse me, 27 different bands. Um, you know, and I try to mix it in so you get, you know, some some very kind of weird off the wall ones but uh you know i mean people from uh, for, as far as you know paul revere and the raiders um um uh frank zappa and the mothers of invention have done it the uh the beach boys the kinks the pink floyd jim morrison the sandpipers the trogs jan and dean uh the sonics the, uh there are just so many different versions of it out there that it's it's mind-blowing uh motorhead motorhead the speed metal band motorhead did louie louie um and and it's interesting you know it's just it's fun to listen to and it's it's recognizable as um uh is out there apparently um uh led zeppelin did a version of it uh in los angeles uh on uh the bootleg Burn Like a Candle. The performance was a source of a live album um, for How the West Was Won, but Louie Louie was omitted from the original release. But on the bootleg, you can hear Led Zeppelin singing Louie Louie. You know, MC5 uh, did Louie Louie in 72. Flash Cadillac and the Continental Kids uh, did it in American Graffiti, the movie American Graffiti. Uh, Toots and the Maytals did it. You know, it's just that sort of, you know, there's a reggae reggae version of it. Uh, it just, there's so many cool, fun versions out there. I mean, the clash has done a version of it. Um, so, you know, there was a version by John Belushi, Blondie. It just, it's almost, almost anybody who's recorded professionally, I think has probably done a version of this. Patty Smith, Lou Reed, uh, it's just, it's, it's hilarious. Black flag. You can just go on and on and on. 
uh, you know, the Grateful Dead. Joan Jett did a great version of it. Uh, it was on her um, I Love Rock and Roll album. Um, you know, Stanley Clark did it. I mean, it's just anybody of almost any genre has gotten a version of it. Tom Petty did a version of it. REM has done a version of it. It's just, it's it's stunning, mind-numbing, the number of people. Iggy Pop has done a version of it. Burton Cummings has done a, a version of it. Dave Matthews has done a version of it. Robert Plant um, did a version on the on the Wayne's World 2 soundtrack. Uh, it, it's... It, it, and and the song isn't that great of a song, but it's just iconic and it's easy and it's fun. You know, it's just easy, fun song. So, uh, you know, if you want to put a smile on your face or, or put a frown on somebody around yours face, you know, uh, go go uh, do a search in your your uh, music library, your online ser- music service for Louie Louie and just. You know, put put together a, a playlist of of many many Louis Louis. It is hilarious. So um, that's my gift to you today. Go listen to Louis Louis, and no more Louis Louis talk. But but uh, it's definitely worth a listen to. Definitely worth a listen to. So um, let's see. So Florida had a near miss with cybersecurity. Apparently. Um, uh, a hacker broke into Flora's water treatment plant in order to increase the amount of lye to extremely dangerous levels. So um, the uh, plant operators noticed and remedied their systems before any wa- anybody was in danger, but the event highlights the risk of Internet-connected controls to our civic infrastructure. And so, you know, there are computers that run things, but they don't need to be attached to the Internet. Uh, you know, uh, I th- the only thing I can think of is is that they are maybe set up to notify the people who manage them that, hey, something's out of whack. But those could be attached to, uh, they don't have to be attached to the controls. You know, that can be attached to the to the sensors so that you get notified if there's a chemical imbalance in the pool or in the city's water supply. Um, but you don't need to know, you know, you don't need to be able to remotely adjust it because that means that other people could possibly go in and adjust it in ways that are not positive and this is just one effect you know one obvious glaring example of that that uh you know there are certain things that should not be on the internet you know the city's water supply is too important you should not not be on the uh the water the water supply should not be available wow i'm just looking at some footage on an nbc uh uh, thing saying there was a driver was conscious and he drove he crashed his car into a barrier uh, uh, on top of a freeway and dropped multiple stories down to the freeway level below this is a big freeway overpass that was horrifying um, yeah that's my nightmare man I do I, I get nervous going on those big highway overpasses because of uh, you know it's like the little wall that's supposed to stop your car is like three feet high it's like yeah uh, you know, I, SUVs and trucks and stuff all sit up above that. That would, like, catch my wheels and flip flip the vehicle if I were to hit that. So I, I'm so nervous when I go up over those things. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I want solid ground below me and, and uh, things to land on that aren't five stories down. That that freaks me out just a little bit. Just a little bit. So here's Aaron. Let's see if I get her to answer. Hey, Aaron, how are you? I'm doing great. 
I just saw a video of a guy driving on a big freeway overpass, and he hit the barrier and went over the barrier or through the barrier, and his car fell five stories to the level of the freeway below. Oh, my goodness. And it's on video. And it's like, oh, did he survive? Holy moly. That's like my nightmare. I didn't see it, was just some video running from NBC News. So I don't know um, uh, whether it's, um, you know, I I don't know. (laughs) I don't know the specifics because there's no sound because I was, you know, wrapping up my discussion of Louie Louie and the joys of driving everybody you know crazy by playing Louie Louie a thousand times. Um, I I, got to be honest with you. I, I. I don't know that NBC News should have been playing that. That could have yeah. been somebody's last moment, or at least one yeah. that certainly altered his life forever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it. There was something about the person being conscious, but I didn't didn't. It flashed on the screen, so I don't know if it, it was conscious when he hit the barrier or conscious when they found him in the pile of rubble at the bottom. I don't know. It just. It, I find it hard to believe somebody lived that. Yeah, lived through that. Yeah, the video was horrifying. Absolutely horrifying. So, oh my goodness! Um, yeah, that's that's awful. That's that's awful. I'm so sorry to hear that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I suspect that they probably won't be replaying that video. That that was you know playing right now live, and then somebody's going to go. Wait a minute, we shouldn't have been showing that, and they won't be showing that again. Yeah. Whew. Yeah, yeah. I, I just because again, it's it's the worst point in somebody's life, and then his family's or her family's life, you know. Yeah. Um, and wow, so I wouldn't I wouldn't want that kind of pain inflicted on a family over and over again because you know these things go viral. Yeah. So. Wow. Wow! 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 So, you know, the yeah. Trump trial um, starts today, right? Yep. Or did it start yesterday? I think it starts today. I um, think yesterday was the, the reading of statements and stuff, so I think it officially started, but nothing, you know, I don't think that anything happened other than the, you know, the, each side sort of reading their statement. So what do you think is going gonna, is gonna to happen with it? I mean, what are you expecting nothing. from it? Yeah. I mean, what I would, you know, I don't. I honestly haven't sat down and listened or read through the transcript of what he actually said to the people when they gathered at the White House. So I don't know if, you know, I don't know about what my feelings are because I haven't sat down and read through it. Um, I think, and quite honestly, I think at some level there are a lot of Democrats who also feel like, let's just get this, let's get past this because, you know, Biden's in office now. He he needs to focus on what he's trying to do, you know, and it's it's almost like, you know, when Nixon resigned and, and Ford said, you know, it, pardon him. Just let's get past this because we can't stay focused on that. That's we got it. We got to get move forward. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, yeah, I, I, I'm a little bit of that. Is I think, you know, I think that that certainly there's people who have some bitter grapes about it. But it's like, you know, just just, you know, he's he's done. Let's move on. Let's. Well, and here's the thing: if 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 the case can be made that he actually committed treason or high crimes mm-hmm. or fomented insurrection or whatever then try him in a court of law i mean there's there are there are criminal remedies for what he did and where you don't have to have the political remedy now that he's out of office right although you know the 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 information around or the 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 
constitutional wording around the whole process is also to prevent people from from public office in the future. So I don't disagree. I, I don't agree with those who say that this is, uh, you know, not appropriate use of that. They have done it with judges before. They've been uh, judges have been impeached after they have left uh, before, so that they can't get appointed again. And so you know, I I, I think that it's. You know, it's it's a political action that, much like the 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 placing or the refusing to place of a, a uh, person on the bench of the Supreme Court, it's legal. I don't know that it's prudent, but it's legal. It's 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 certainly within the 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 rules for them to do this. So I don't have an issue with that personally. But I, um, I don't know that it is legal, and I think that that remains yeah. to be seen. Um, you know, I, I certainly, you know, if he's convicted of high crimes and misdemeanors in a court of law. He's precluded from running for office. <coughs> so um, um, there's there's still well, that remedy not, there. Not legally. I mean, you could be in prison and run for office. Doesn't mean well, anybody will vote for, for you. President. But yeah, I mean, so nobody's he's not going. Yeah, they're, you what they're think. trying to do is they're trying to prevent him from running in 2024. Yeah, so better, no, I mean, no pun intended. Party. It's yeah, no pun intended. But I mean, you know, people who support him will just say it's trumped up charges. Yeah. You know, well, I mean, so, and so you know, if you don't want the other guy to win, then be better. Right. Well, I mean, the the way to stop somebody from running is to impeach them and say, you know, you're not allowed to run again because the, the you know, the remedy is is up to the Senate as well. They they vote on on whether or not to convict somebody of impeachment or on impeachment charges. But then they also vote on what the remedy is and they can then decide that he's not going to be allowed to run again well, or that they're going to remove about. him from office. This or is 100 yeah. percent about wanting, this is 100 percent about preventing him from running again. That's all yeah. that, that the Democrats are looking at, looking at. It's a strategy. Yeah. yeah but I mean, if 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 they actually have the proof that he, you know, I mean, if if, if it's you know, you can clearly state and show that he he was causative in the. Yeah in the attempt to overthrow our government, then I, then he shouldn't be allowed to run again. I don't believe the proof matters. This is a political activity. Proof doesn't matter. Well, you know, what matters is what the Senate says matters because it's not a court of law. (laughs) You know, I mean, yeah, take the vote tomorrow. I don't think it'll change. Yeah. Well, I, you know, I don't think I don't think it'll change. Yeah. I don't think that there's the political will to, even though, what was it? 10, 10, uh, Republicans in the House voted to go ahead and move forward with the impeachment articles. I don't think you're going to find, you know, 10 senators to agree with that. And they need, what, 60, 63 or something like that? Yeah. Yeah, it's not going to happen. So, I mean, it's all, you know, kind of a moot point. Um, but, but um, you know, I was unless, unless in this process, in <laughs> you know, unless in this process. Yeah. I, you know, I, and I, I don't. And, that, and I guess that's where you and I disagree a little bit in that, you know, whether he's in office or not, we have precedent within our country of using uh, the the uh, impeachment at the federal level to impeach people who have been in office and out of office. And so, you know, that stood the the the, the scrutiny of, of legal review. And so I think that there's, you know, precedent for that to happen. Um, but. You know, I don't think it's going to happen, so I don't think it really matters in the long yep. run. You know, honestly, this is just to me, it's more of the the Senate and the House doing what they do best, which is stuff for show. Yep. You know. Yep. And there's real yeah, business that, and the, that needs to, it is, it's, there's real business that needs to be handled, but 
you know, since Joe Biden is going to, you know, pass 4,000 executive orders, there's nothing for the Congress to do. So this is what they do with their time. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you don't need us. You're doing it all on your own. So we'll figure out something to keep ourselves busy. Exactly. Hey, um, pickup truck fell 70 feet off Milwaukee's Zoo Interchange. The driver survived. Oh, my God. Well, how is he, I wonder? Probably in pretty yeah, bad shape. So, uh, is, there was a crash. Pickup skittered off the interstate ramp just west of Milwaukee. Uh, transportation uh, video that they have that watches that to, so they can track traffic shows the truck hitting a snowbank uh, um, and uh, going over the barrier wall and dropping 70 feet to the uh, so it's even higher. I said five stories. It's it's closer to seven stories uh, down to the ground below. So that's why they were showing the video because the guy survived. Um, it says the driver was conscious and breathing and did not show signs of impairment. Authorities took him to the local hospital. I would hope so. Yeah. And if he, and if he's crap. okay, like genuinely okay, not massive internal injuries and, you know, all right. of that. But if he's, if he's okay, what truck was he driving? Yeah, no right? kidding. I want one of those. That's the safest right. truck on the planet. Exactly. Holy moly. Right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's funny if if it happens to be like a Ford or or a you know a Dodge Ram truck or something. I they should get a video. I mean, they should they'll you know, cut a deal with the guy. <laughs> you know, it's like seriously, we're not guaranteeing that you can do this, but holy moly, are our trucks built tough? <laughs> Show no yeah. signs of impairment. That's that's beyond beyond well, belief. And when it hits, that... it sort of like it it has sort of flipped so it lands on top of the cab. So, so he like landed on his head. Though. That could have been adrenaline, though. We, you know, there. It, it depends yeah, when they get like him into said. the hospital, and and you know, it, t- yeah. give me a report in twenty four hours and tell me how he's doing. Yeah. Because adrenaline can mask wow. a lot of things. Yeah, nine forty nine Mountain Time, basically. Dang. One car personal injury crash on the I ninety four. Wow east of I-41 at the Zoo Interchange. A red pickup truck skidded off the east-to-south Zoo Interchange ramp and landed in the direction of the I-94 westbound. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Well, and he's lucky that then somebody didn't come tooling around that on-ramp and because and, it basically landed on part of, like, the, the, the freeway where, like, the... You know, it's a big interchange where they're kind of merging around into then the other, the I-94 westbound, apparently. And uh, he's, he's incredibly lucky that somebody then didn't slam into his vehicle that was, you know, then sitting upside down there in the in the roadway. Yeah. To make matters worse. Holy Dang. moly. Right? Yeah. Yeah. I'll send a link so you can look at the video later if you want. But it's 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 shocking. Just shocking. It's like my nightmare. You know, when I go over those big interchanges, I am I, I get nervous. I, I'm not fond of heights to begin with. And, um, uh, the, you know, so I, I'm one of those guys is like the, I look at those little cement barriers that are like two and a half, three foot high. And I go, well, you know, that might stop a, a Ford Fiesta from going over, but that's not going to stop a truck or an SUV of any size. Cause you're sitting up higher. It'll block my wheels and flip my car. And Hey, guess what? It blocked his wheels and flipped his car. Now probably didn't help that there was some snow that had been kind of plowed over to the side there so that it was instead of being a, 
you know, that more more or less straight up and down embankment. I mean, they're not straight up and down because they're thicker at the bottom than they are at the top. But, uh, you know, there was a pile of snow there that probably turned it into a little bit more of a ramp than normally one would hit. But, yeah. So, well, you know thank goodness. Let's hope he's okay. <laughs> but, wow. Uh, it's, I wonder if there's a genetic component to phobias because Tobin really hates those overpass overpasses as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously, he drives them all the time. He's fine, just like you are. But he does yeah. not like them. Yeah, I don't like them. I, I really don't like it when the traffic's backed up and I have to stop up there. It makes me uncomfortable. And it's funny because I don't mind flying at all. I don't mind that. But I really, really don't like, like, we, we stayed at a hotel in Las Vegas in, the, in, in days gone by. They had one that had balconies uh, that you could go outside on. And I think they decided that was a bad idea where people might lose their their you know, their, uh, all their money in the casino. Um, so they don't build them that way anymore. But, uh, we stayed at a hotel that had balconies and I couldn't go out on the balcony. I, you know, if we were one or two floors up, that's fine. But if we're like on the 18th or 19th floor or something, I could not go out on the balcony. It was just too uncomfortable. And in fact, when my family went out on the balcony, I couldn't be, I I almost had to leave the room. I literally, it just, it just made me so uncomfortable. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So I, I wonder, you know, is, is it because there were too many earthquake movies when you were a kid? I, I, and I don't I, know. I that, you know, because those, those young, those, those early impressions make a difference. Although, although by the time those movies were being made, you were in middle school and high school. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So, I don't know. Tobin's afraid I, too. I, yeah, I, I just, just talking about it's actually causing anxiety. <laughs> I just well, don't then we'll like change the subject. I don't yeah. like tunnels. Oh, see, and so, I love that enclosed feeling in the tunnels. I guess if I thought it too much about the giant, you know, mountain above it falling down on me, I would get uncomfortable. But like, I don't know that I could take drive through the channel without supreme anxiety. I mean, uh-huh. at some point, I think I will because I want to go. If I go to the UK, maybe I'll want to go to France. But um, you know, I uh, yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't like uh, being underground. Mm-hmm. Now, I've seen pictures in movies of the train that goes through the channel. Is there also, like, just a, a section where you can drive through? I don't know. Or do you... Because I thought that, like, they I, loaded cars onto the train and ferried them over, basically. I, I, I don't know about I it. I don't That's know. What I was asking, so. I don't know. I don't know if you can. I mean, it wouldn't make any difference for me if whether I were in a train or in a car. I still don't like the tunnel. Either way, it stinks. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know. Whoa. I... I what fares list uh, 140 dollars round uh from 140 to 369 dollars round trip to go in the channel? oh you get up to 369 dollars one way yeah dang because well and that's uh that's through eurostar so that's the rail okay u.s dollars to take the train i was trying to find out if you how long does it take to drive through the channel okay 35 minutes. You can drive through the... Ch- okay, so you can drive through the channel as well. And it takes about 35 minutes. 35 minutes under the English cha- under the English channel. That is creepy on one level, isn't it? Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> Wasn't there... There was a, um, a, a Stallone movie about something like that. I think they have like an underground tunnel in New York that goes under the water somewhere. And, oh. uh, and, and he was like... You know, it was one of those disaster movies where it like, you know, springs a leak and caves in on part of it and they're trapped down there and they have to find their way out. And Yeah. Well, I don't remember which one, what it was called. 
So I blame mine. I think the channel, the idea of the channel scares me more than anything because of the water. Um, but I, I um, and I think I've talked about this before. I actually died as a baby. I was left in a bathtub when I was nine months old and was pronounced dead. Um, wow. And, uh, if I had uh, been told that, I did not remember that. Wow. Yeah. And so um, my dad, they came out and told my dad that I was dead. And my dad said, no, she's not. Get back in there. And they did. And um, glad he did. Thank you, dad. <laughs> yeah. So wow. I am, I'm afraid of drowning. Yeah. Well, I mean, fair, fair, <laughs> a fair and reasonable reaction to the idea. of. I mean, I don't think anybody's thrilled with the idea of drowning, but yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, and if I had a near death experience, I certainly don't remember because I was an infant, but you know, I mean, whether, I don't know what happened. Did I go to heaven? I don't know. Or was I like uh, yeah. Harry Potter? And I was stuck in a place like King Cross, King's Cross Station. Right. <laughs> with some mutant piece of a bad guy and a, a kindly old gentleman with a white beard. Exactly. That was, that so, was my experience. <laughs> Maybe. I don't 1996 know. <laughs> film Daylight with Sylvester Stallone, Amy Brenneman, Viggo Mortensen. Oh, I love Viggo others. Mortensen. Yeah. It's called Daylight, and they're in a tunnel beneath the Hudson River. And, of course, there's bad guys and good guys and... You know, blah, blah, is, blah. Is there actually a tunnel beneath the Hudson? Uh, good question. I have no idea. They're shown heading into a tunnel beneath the Hudson River with several commuters. I don't know. I don't know if there is or not. Uh, there's a movie about the tunnel beneath the Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You know, I mean, you know, of course, there are tunnels all through New York, but they're called subways. But I think there are other tunnels as well. The Holland Tunnel, of course, goes underneath the... Connects Lower Manhattan in New York City with uh, East New uh, Jersey City in New Jersey. It's the Holland Tunnel. I've heard the Holland Tunnel. for It's 93 feet below water. It has oh. a 12-foot, 12 12-foot, 12 6-inch clearance. And as of 20... It was built in 1920. And as of 2016, 89,792 vehicles uh, go through it. Uh, is that monthly, yearly? It doesn't say. Yeah. So yes. So oh, the Lincoln it... Tunnel. There's also the Lincoln Tunnel. There's lots of tunnels that they got in New York. Golly. So, but it's <laughs> it's um, that's a hundred year old tunnel. Yes. I don't know that I feel comfortable in it. Apparently, uh, it's still going strong. I, I, you know, steel rings are covered with 19 inch thick layer of concrete. Each tube provides 20 feet of roadway with two lanes and 12 foot, 6 inches of vertical clearance. Huh. The north tube is 8,558 feet between portals. The south tube is 8,371 8, 8, feet. So it's over a mile. It's about uh, a mile and a, and a half. Can I just tell you that I'm kind of in awe um, uh, of civil engineers. Yeah, from Ooh. 1920. Think about that. In 1920, they built a mile and a half, well, two mile and a half long tunnels under a river. Wow. In right? 1920. Think of the technology they had in 1920. 
they had phones that you turned a crank on and said, I'd like to call Manhattan uh, 42154. And then, behold. And then, you know, I mean, it was like, <laughs> and the operator would hook you up, man. It's It was uh, a different world, technologically yeah. speaking. And yet these guys were literally building underwater crazy right it's crazy yeah wow so but you know all of the infrastructure that we have that we take for granted you know was created by civil engineers all of our water infrastructure all of our roads yeah. and bridges and tunnels and it, it they're just kind of amazing yeah it's a little scary to think that things like the Holland Tunnel are 100 years old. And you've got to assume that there's people out there who are doing maintenance and stuff, and they probably shut it down at different times to go in and, and, and shore things up and make sure that everything is, is, you know, and I'm sure they test it and verify it pretty regularly to make sure it's in good shape. Um, but uh, uh, One would hope. You know, the, the whole idea that, that we're using, you know, bridges and roads and tunnels and stuff that are over 100 years old, is a little scary in that that you know we really what that goes to say is is that we haven't done a lot of infrastructure work in the last fifty years, you know, I mean a lot of our highways and stuff were built in the fifties, and you know that's now eighty years ago, you know seventy or eighty years ago, um, you know. Well, I think about what happened to the Oroville Dam just a couple of years ago. Yeah. It failed. Yeah. They had to yeah. evacuate 100,000 people. Uh-huh. Yep. Hudson River ventilation towers in Jersey City. Oh, so they got ventil big ventilation towers at on both sides of the uh, thing to make sure that there's air in the tunnel. Because, you know, they're driving in there with a bunch of cars that are spewing noxious fumes. That's the other thing that scares me about that, you know. So what happens if the ventilation shuts down? Everybody down inside the thing just goes to sleep. That would be really, really bad. Well, and how I, it begs the question. Now I'm just scaring myself. What is that? Um, uh, how soft is that target? You know, or yeah, how hard yeah. is that target? Yeah. Yeah. How much redundancy is in the system? Is it one of those systems that works through just the natural flow of air? Or are they requiring big giant fans at one end to blow air in there? And if electricity goes off, we're screwed. You know, I don't know. Well, yeah, I don't and, know. And now I'm afraid of tunnels, too. Thank you very much, Aaron. <laughs> or, you know, what would it take? I mean, how hard would it be for a terrorist to do something, you know, that that would taint that air supply? And then you're down there with all that carbon monoxide from right. the cars. And so, like you yeah. said, everybody just goes to sleep. Yep. Yep. Okay. No bridges, no tunnels. But airplanes are fine. They don't bother me, so I'll fly somewhere. <laughs> well, in airplanes, you're not looking down, right? And if you are yeah. looking down, it looks surreal. Yeah. Yeah. Does, you know, you're so high up that it just, it just, you know, like, eh. Plus the, uh, you know, the problem with airplanes is you're all in the same little air tube sharing your breath with a bunch of other sweaty people. <laughs> you make it sound so appealing. Isn't it, though? <laughs> you know, I remember, you know, I, I've seen videos. I, don't, I should say I remember. I'm not that old. But I've seen videos of people like, you know, back in the, you know, in the 
40s and 50s. And when they got ready to go on an airplane, they would get dressed up to go on the airplane. I mean, you wear your Sunday best, you know, because you're, you're getting in an airplane. You've got to you've got to look good. I mean, you know, and now people show up wearing, you know, pajamas. Yeah, pretty much whatever's the most comfortable thing that you possibly could own, which usually is not exactly clothes. Of course, they, back then you actually got a full meal and you weren't crammed in there like sardines and yeah, you know yeah yeah the whole it experience was, it, has changed a little. Yeah, it was a luxury experience. It wasn't a cattle car. So yeah, yeah. I every time I get onto an airplane, I feel like as they're as we're filing in, you know, as they as they check your ticket and you walk down the little ramp and and then you're like herded. I feel like and I, I I've I'm really tempted. I've never done it, but it'd be fun to do it and see if I get people calling back to me. Just go and see if anybody like you know if I hear people doing it back. You know, because that I mean you really do feel like you're you've seen videos of like cattle being herded into a chute, you know, and this is exactly what it feels like as you're you know going down the causeway to get into the airplane and we're all being herded in. Take your spot. Of course, the cattle are going to their slaughter. You hope that you are not. <laughs> yeah, slaughter or or uh, to be branded. Either way, it's not a pleasant experience. <laughs> Let's hope that the flight is more pleasant than that. <laughs> Let's hope. Yeah. Yeah, so... Um, let's see, what are we... Uh, people are enraged over Diane Sawyer's comments. Apparently, she said something... Horrible that hurt people's feelings. Oh my gosh! Oh, it was her treatment. It was let's her treatment of Britney her. Spears in an interview. Oh, it was the Britney Spears thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, you know, let's let's fire her because she had an opinion. You know. Well, I don't. Is she working anymore? I don't know. I think she's retired, or is she still? Is she? On I don't know. I don't know. They they're showing clips of an of an interview, of course. So let's let's fire her for something she said ten years ago to Britney Spears. Because uh, yeah, that's even better. Ago. I think is no, that's Jane Polly. I was going to say, isn't she doing the CBS Sunday Morning thing now? But no, that's Jane Polly doing that. Uh, yeah, and and uh, um, Diane Sawyer was on ABC back then. Right. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know where she is now. She might yeah, still be with know. ABC, but I don't know. They bounce around these days, so you know, Katie Couric was NBC forever until she wasn't. It's true. So. Horribly sad story about this 20-year-old who had invested through the Robinhood app and basically was under the impression that he was going to owe $700,000 because of, of bad investments and uh, and took his own life. So apparently the and, parents now and, are uh, considering suing Robinhood. Well, because the it was a mistake. And the next day an email came that said, good news. You know, yeah. Like he didn't really that it was it was it wasn't real. Right. But he took his own life over it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz he panicked and went I, I I'm done. I I don't have 700. Uh I guess it was $170,000. And and it, yeah, he said, "Okay, so uh he was alarmed after getting an email from Robinhood saying he needed to make payment of more than $170,000 and demanding immediate action." But when his attempts to contact customer service resulted in no help, he took his life in an attempt to shield his family from what he thought he owed. The next day, they sent another automated email, this one suggesting that the matter had been resolved. Great news, it said. We're reaching out to confirm that you've met your margin call and we've lifted your trade restrictions. Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's where you think, hey, there's a benign mistake that has real impact. You know, from the corporate's perspective, it was like, oh, it was just a mistake. But in somebody's life, that's that's horrific. Now, the question is, you know, can they be held responsible for somebody taking such dramatic action? You know, I mean, I think that if I got an email from somebody saying I owed $170,000, I would be incredibly anxiety ridden. But well, what they're saying, what the family is saying is that they allowed this this novice uh, 20 year old to trade options, which is much higher stakes. Right. And and that apparently that 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 is their problem. That that's the you know, that that's where the big numbers Mm -hmm. came from. Yeah, so, they're sort of gamifying the whole trading process, which yes. is what apparently Robin Hood does. And then he was playing this very high stops game, high high stakes game. You know, it reminds me of, uh, of war games. You know, he hacks into a uh, in the in war games. Matthew Broderick's character hacks into what he thinks is a gaming system, and he's going to be playing yeah. global thermal nuclear war. Yeah. And, but I don't really know. As tragic that. as this is, yeah, as tragic as this is, and it is absolutely tragic. Uh, I'm not sure. I, I don't know enough about Robin Hood to be able to speak with any authority. But it, it, I think it would be difficult to say that they're supposed to anticipate that a, you know, an adult male would react that way because of an action that they took, and that there was anything that they could have done differently, other than you know, where you can tell them never make a mistake, never send somebody a bill by accident. They corrected it within 24 hours. And, um, you know, from a corporate perspective, I, you know, I don't know what you could say that would be a a remedy to that. You know, I mean, it's terrible. It's awful. I feel really, really bad for this family. Um, But uh, holy moly. Yeah. Well, see, it's funny. Up here it says uh, he was in the red to the tune of $700,000. But then down below it says he was told he needed to make a payment of 170. So I think that has to do with, like you were saying, the the fact that he wasn't actually buying the stocks; he was playing trading in options. Yes. So yeah, I don't. And again, I don't know enough about the whole uh, options trading and that stuff. I, I it's not something I do. So I you know I'm not no expert on all of that to exactly how that works. But you know, I mean, if you try to put it in, in perspective of like, well. I'm doing something with some app somewhere that's dealing with lots of money and they send me a bill that I don't think is right and I can't get it resolved. I probably wouldn't like, you know, become hopeless in 24 hours. I would, you know, continue to try to resolve it for a longer period of time than that, I would think. But, but, you know, you don't know, you don't know what situation that young man was in. No. And, and the thought process of a 20 year old is different from the thought process of a much older adult. (laughs) Thank you very much. Well, thank goodness. Much older. Be- much, much older. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, no, you're right. You're right. I'm just teasing. No, you're absolutely yeah. right. You know, I mean, yes, at 20 years old, he is an adult legally by all standards. But, you know, 20-year-olds don't have the same history of decision-making and the, the thought processes that develop over time. There's a reason that most 20-year-olds are not CEOs of companies. You know? Yes. There's a reason that older people, you know, are in charge of more responsibility in the world because they've earned the right to be there, right? You know. Well, yeah, so. they have the, the the benefit of time to create the wisdom that they need to make good decisions. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's a tragic story, it really is, and uh, you know, I'm sorry for that family's loss. We'll see what comes of it. I don't, like I said, I don't. I, we'll see. 
you know. Yeah. There so a woman who free. used <laughs> a woman who used Gorilla Glue as hairspray is now <laughs> thinking she wants to sue. Crazy, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Crazy glue. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's no accounting for stupid. You know, again, at the corporation level, they're going, so we now need to make our packages bigger so that we have room for a warning label that says, warning, Gorilla Glue is not hairspray. Because somebody could clearly think that Gorilla Glue could be used for hairspray. It was an obvious mistake, and it's our fault for not labeling it clearly. So, so, you know, when you see things like, you know, those those uh, windshield screens that you put in your car um, uh, on hot days so that you can touch your your uh, steering wheel when you get back in it. There mm -hmm. are some that that actually say do not use while driving. And you think, what moron would do that? And then you hear about the woman with the Gorilla Glue for hairspray and you think, yeah. OK, well, I found it. I found the moron. I, did. <laughs> <laughs> I found him. <laughs> sounds like a punchline for for a comedy routine right you know it's like who'd yeah, be stupid enough is. to do blah 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 i found him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah she's gonna have to shave her head to be really honest with you i don't know how you're gonna yeah. get that out otherwise yeah you know no, and exactly and, and burned her scalp yeah it's industrial glue yeah, exactly <laughs> it's glue it's adhesive yes holy moly yeah yeah, uh, uh, a hair salon owner and dermatologist who spoke with the New York Times suggested shaving her head. Yeah, I don't, I As don't for see how else it's going to fix that. <laughs> Gorilla yeah. Glue has expressed sympathy, but noted that this product is not indicated for use in or on hair, as is considered permanent. It is used for craft, home, auto, and office projects. <laughs> well, that was her project. <laughs> Oh, man. She's got a GoFundMe campaign and people have given her $12,000 $12, to help with medical bills. Oh, my God. You really can't fix stupid. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. You know, the sad thing is, is that it'll probably cost her $12,000 to go, like, into, a, you know, urgent care or something and have them treat her. Um, I would say, Maybe. you know, find a, find a friend or a neighbor and have them carefully go in with scissors and or a razor and cut it off. <laughs> that will solve most of the problem and then buy some, some skin salve to deal with the fact that you've burnt your head with chemicals. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's yeah. just awesome. The, the, the just depths of stupidity. Everything is stupid. Everything is stupid. But, you know, it's like TikTok. It, um, it has created, you know, when you're in, in, in middle school and people were doing stupid things like, let's see how much you can erase your skin off and pour like, uh, alcohol on it and who can go the longest. Middle school students do stupid stuff like that all the time. I never did that. That sounds stupid. It's stupid. <laughs> I didn't do it either, but lots of kids did. Like, yeah. look how tough I am. Well, you're an idiot, but okay. Yeah. Um, okay. And so um, there were others like, let me you think that's fun? That Here, drink some of my pee. <laughs> <laughs> that was me in high school and in junior high. I was the guy like, oh, that's stupid. You want to see something even stupider? Here, try this. <laughs> I wasn't doing it, but I'd be happy to watch them do it. <laughs> well, I was always the instigator. Yeah. 
instigating. She's the one I would have been instigating it to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course, these days, the guy that does that is the one who gets sued, right? It's like, your son made my kid drink this urine and not my <laughs> And I'm like, oh. <laughs> hey. I provided the cup. I provided the liquid. He's the one who lifted it to his mouth. You know, <laughs> nobody had a gun to his head. Not my oh, fault. Boy. You raised an idiot. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> so, and I know I sound like I'm speaking from experience. No, that didn't happen. I've never had somebody drink my pee. Um, although every once in a while you hear about those weird things where it's like there are people saying like, you know, oh yeah, you need to drink your own urine or something. It helps you cure, you know, stomach ulcers or something stupid like that. And you're like, uh-huh. Sure. sure. I believe you. Sure. Because <laughs> what could go wrong in that scenario? <laughs> I actually remember, was I think it was in Breaking Bad, there was a scene where he's like, gets stranded in the desert and he's hiking back and he's actually peeing into a bottle after he finishes drinking the water in the bottle and at one point he, he drinks his urine and like hacks and gags and he just oh you watch that scene and you're like oh yeah yeah yikes that's right up so there weird. with driving in, in tunnels and bridges <laughs> yeah, exactly. And in fact, that's actually worse than tunnels though. and bridges. I do tunnels and bridges, even though I don't like it. I I will not have not and don't plan to ever drink my own urine. <laughs> Indeed. And we'll leave you so, with that disgusting thought because we are out of time. We are. We'll try to think of happier thoughts between now and tomorrow. We'll see you again. I'm Todd Brinker. I'm Aaron Brinker. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Ooh.